4: All right, we are back, everybody. Part two of our post-fight coverage for UFC San Diego. This is the UFC San Diego post-fight show live on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. And if you're listening after the fact, thank you very much. I am Mike Heck. We got the Prince of Positivity, Alexander Kaylee, in the building. We'll hear from him, get his thoughts on this very fun card in just a few moments. But joining us right now from the backstage area in San Diego, there he is, Mr. Jose Youngs. Hi, Jose. Did you enjoy uh, Did you enjoy the festivities today?
2: I missed a lot of the fights because of the drums are going back here. It just felt like it was like one after the other after the other. But you can't really tell. But there's like a black curtain right here. And then behind that black curtain is underneath. Actually, you, you can't all above us and going down the side is the seats like where the fans sat so like when people were walking we could hear above them uh so like for example the co-main event going into the third round everyone started stamping their feet and it just felt like the roof was going to fall off i didn't watch a, almost a second of the co-main event fight because Jasmine was back here talking um and gerald murchard and Azamat matt was back here talking like back to back to back so i missed almost all of it but it felt like the entire building was going to collapse on top of us, and you could hear the fans like literally like five feet over from us. That's why I was really hoping when the audio would come through on these post-fight scrums that things wouldn't get demonetized for like entrance music because it was about as clear as day. Uh, it was a very unique experience here in covering a fight in San Diego.
4: Well. That seems like a lot of fun. It was kind of like Jacksonville when Shamaya fought Gilbert Burns. I was basically in the back. Mm -hmm. You were out front. So it was like an earthquake back there as as that fight was going on. But let's talk about the main event. Let's talk about Marlon Vera and his performance. Dominic Cruz on all three judges' scorecards is up two rounds to one heading into that fourth round, Jose. And none of that really mattered because chito vera closes the show with a vicious left high kick to the nose to the face of Dominic cruz gets the knockout win the guy is just surging right now he wants a title fight but he understands there's just so much going on at 135 right now that patience is a virtue and that's how he fights as well so your thoughts on just the whole day the whole week for marlon vera just chill cool as a cucumber and gets the biggest victory of his career tonight
2: yeah, I don't think he's going to get a title shot off of this. I mean, I guess he could, uh, especially if Marab wins, because obviously Marab's not going to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling. So if Marab beats Jose Aldo, I feel like Cheeto could just... And we, we'd have to see how the sugar Sean O'Malley versus Pierre Jan fight plays out, but he could be just, I guess, the last man standing. I Personally, I think he's one win away, but depending on how the dominoes fall in these next two Bantamweight fights, he could find himself in a title fight, but... With UFC announcing they're going back to Rio, I would imagine they're going to want to put Jose Aldo on that fight. I doubt a champion's going to want to go to Rio to fight Jose Aldo, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. Um, but you'd have to imagine if Jose Aldo wins, then beats Marab, who's Alderman's teammate, that he would get the title fight. Uh, but Especially because he has the win over Marlon But yeah, Cheeto is at worst one win away from a title fight and if they do make another bantamweight fight i would probably put cheeto on that same card outside of headlining another fight night because he was a superstar in this arena i mean dom got a big pop when he walked out and marlon got booed when he walked out but by the end of the night there were a sea of ecuadorian flags in the arena like people were literally trying to climb over the barricades just to get to marlon Bear. this man is a rock star in every definition of the word and uh, he might just be a big enough deal to just will himself into a title shot. So good on him.
4: Yeah, I feel like we're on the cusp of something really special with this guy because we've literally sort of we've basically seen him grow up in the UFC. We yeah. don't realize like he's he's still super young in fight years, but he's got a ton of UFC experience behind him. And what's crazy about him is that he can lose rounds. But every time he lands, especially recently, every time he lands, it is with devastation, drops his yeah. opponents, and it's like it. when he shows up to these post-fight press conferences, it's like he's not even in a fight, Jose. There's not a mark on this man's face whatsoever, and he's just such a powerhouse at 135, and he's been saying for the last couple of years, just it's the evolution, the evolution, adding new wrinkles to the game, and I feel like... We're like in the middle of prime Cheeto Vera right now, and I feel like the the best is yet to come, if that makes sense. Considering the run that he's on right now, do you agree with that as well? Do you feel like we're we're at the tipping point almost for for Cheeto Vera that we still haven't even seen this man's best
2: yet? Well, I mean, he seems like the type of individual that, specifically with Jason Perillo, they really do kind of put together a perfect game plan for his opponents, and specifically using Cheeto's strengths. Like we all heard Marlon Vera say. Jason Perlow texted him a photo like six days ago with Dominic Cruz's head down in a similar manner that they capitalized with a head kick. We all know Cheeto Vera kicks extremely hard. Ask Frankie Edgar about it. So to use those openings, but to tailor make these openings specifically for Marlon, I think this combination of Jason Perl and Cheeto Vera is just a thing of beauty right now, and especially for that whole Ruka camp. So I would say the best is yet to come, but I think it's going to be opponent by opponent.
4: Last thing I want to ask you about before we let you go, I know you have a million things going on, but I know you in particular were very high on this featured bout, the Battle of oh. the Yasmin's. And again, you're in the building. You got to hear it all go down. You mentioned on the Slack channel that Yasmin Uruguay was was over like Rover there. So just talk about what you heard, what you felt, what you saw in that arena with these two women, especially uh, Yasmin Uruguay, the performance she had and, and, and the reaction from everybody for from it.
2: Yasmin was a rock star for sure. She got, without a doubt, the biggest pop of the entire night. Um, the all like there's a reason she was at media day and she was o and o in the UFC. She's a very every definition of the word a prospect. Even she said that herself. Like she wants to fix her fix her weaknesses leading into each fight because she has so much to learn. But outside of Dominant Cruz, honestly, outside of I take that back. Dom got a big pop from just being San Diego and Marlon got a big pop for the finish. I think Yasmin's pop was bigger on the entrance. She was, she was a rock star. She was, she was a big deal. She had the longest post fight scrum. There's a lot of Mexican uh, media here, Hispanic media for Marlon, and I think they putting her in that position with Marlon headlining was just magic. It was perfect for how the fight played out, the placement on the card and everything. Because everyone that was whining about the placement on the card, it made you pay attention. You might've been annoyed that she was the third fight from the top, but then you tuned in to see what the big deal was. And now you're a fan. So don't judge a book by its cover because I think he was, I'm not calling her top, she's far from the top 15, but she's going to, moving forward, she's going to be a prospect that you're going to want to watch. And I would pair her with Moreno or Marlon, or whoever, and keep her in this area, in the Southwest area, for sure. I don't want her fighting in the Apex. She needs the full, no. Hispanic crowd here, for sure. And if they go to Mexico, stick her on there. If they go anywhere in the Southwest, Southern California, Texas, Arizona, uh, T-Mobile Arena, put her on that card with one with another big Hispanic superstar.
4: Completely agree. 23 years of age. The future is very bright. Jose? Thank you very much, my man. I know a lot going on. They're going to shut everything down back there. And uh, onwards to Salt Lake City, right? You will yeah. be there?
2: Correct. I will be there. I leave Tuesday morning. So stay tuned.
4: All right. Thank you, Jose. Great job as always. And we'll see you UFC 278 Fight Week. There he is, Jose Youngs. Very busy man. Hello, AK. Hello, my best friend. Hello. I'm not busy. No. That's why you're here. I am free. In I am room. free
5: to talk about this card. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so let's so talk about marlon vera talk about this knockout Man. and did you watch it in slow motion a bunch of times no to see the impact of that kick
5: no i did not i am not uh well, that's right up el- your alley that, that is i am i am not bloody elbow freak kristen king all right who uh <laughs> wanted, i also i i don't know did it, i maybe i wasn't watching closely did they go to dom after he, he they, they took him out of the cage as soon as they could right i don't recall seeing his face after or maybe i just wasn't looking
4: I didn't see much. Okay, good down
5: here, good. And, and you know, when he got hit, obviously he immediately went down. Uh, that's why he was so vulnerable to a couple of those follow-up shots. So I did not see the aftermath. Don't people don't send me pictures. I don't want to know. I don't like seeing these things. Uh, I don't need to see a man who doesn't have a nose anymore uh, after a kick like that. So uh, just amazingly well timed. Yeah, the stuff about uh, Eric Nixick just sending him a picture. Just he said just send him a screenshot from a previous uh dom fight to show his habit of sort of ducking in the same direction every time i guess at a similar angle amazing amazing uh the sort of thing that i don't even know if chido vera like um practiced it because he said he got it about a week ago that uh, eric nixick just sent him this picture uh or if it's just instinctual because i'm sure it was in the back of his mind at the very least something he thought about going in i mean you're fighting Dominic cruz probably a lot of things you got to think about but once it actually started manifesting itself during the fight I mean, Eric Nixick tweeted it. You know, he tweeted again uh, to everybody tonight uh, as the fight was happening, like, "Oh, watch how watch how Dom reacts uh, when he gets, you know, kind of kind of uh, uh, um, you know uh, rolls rolls a punch with his arm, hits his arm, and then he's always going ex- to sort of go a little bit further." And then it happened. You know, I mean, the fight game is unpredictable, uh, it, especially you know when you're the guy in there, you're trying to make live reads, live adjustments. But uh, boy, some coaches—they're really on the money, and uh, there is a lot of data on on uh, Dominic Cruz. This is probably something he's probably done all his career and maybe was just a little bit faster at pulling back for out, out of that position. But he lingered there. He lingered there tonight, and uh, Chido Vera did not miss. Did not miss what is quickly becoming one of the most feared uh, pair of legs in all of MMA. Yeah,
4: the, the the man is just on fire right now. And we, we talked about this because early on on the, the press conference stream, There was some Dom slander. There was some Dominic Cruz slander. And we weren't accepting of the Dominic Cruz slander because he actually looked really good in this fight. He won the first two rounds on all three judges' scorecards. It's 29-28 heading into the fourth round on all three judges' scorecards. And he was looking pretty good. Now, was Marlon Vera landing and dropping him? Sure. But Dominic Cruz was winning the fight and had that, fourth round ended and we went to a fifth there's a very good chance we're looking at a 2-2 fight heading into round number five and things would have been really interesting so what did you think of dom tonight because he was a he was a pretty sizable dog you said even on the previous show and i think a lot of people agreed like we would love to pick dominic cruz but as you lay out sort of all the intangibles that both guys bring to the table we just felt like vera it was more vera's time at this point in in both of their careers and that's exactly how it played out. But, I mean, Dominic Cruz looked pretty damn good up until the, he got kicked in the face, did he not?
5: He looked great. It, it was vintage Cruz. We, we were talking about it in the Slack. I was tweeting about it. Man, like, this guy's such a – he's so unique. He's such a true original. I, I really want people to uh, appreciate it, you know, as, as long as this guy is around. Um, I see if you'll – anyway, I got I to gotta address some trolls in the uh, YouTube in a bit. Um, so. <laughs> I hope you'll appreciate him while he's around because there just is nobody like him. And again, I, I know we can say it. I know we can write about it all the time. But until you like every time, I think people forget until they watch him. And I know he hasn't been as, as active as he could be, um, you know, over the past few years, injuries, uh, other obligations, whatever. So when you see him, it's so special. And, and, and I get it why people forget in between there's eight, ten months, a year between fights they don't remember. There's just nobody can do his style like he does. They can't like there's people have taken elements of it. Some people have uh, evolved it, have evolved the style, like made it better. You can go like TJ Dillashaw. You can say there's some of that in Cody Garbrandt. That's fine. I understand that. But the way that Dom does it is special. Again, the problem is you get older. His style requires so much precision. And because he was the only guy that could do it the way he did it for so long, that's why he was so successful. But... When you're you're losing just a step, you know you're just a, a a quarter of a second slower than you were before. You're you're a quarter of a step slower than you were before. Now you see the difference. Um, he's getting hurt a lot more. He's getting he's got. This is the first time we've seen him straight cold knocked out in his career. Um, it, it, it's not that he didn't never got hit before. If, if you look at um, a lot of his best fights. In the past, even during his dominant times, he could get clipped. He could get clipped. He could get hurt in the feet. Um, look at the Demetrius Johnson fight uh, fighting a smaller guy. He, he, I don't think he got knocked down, but he was getting hurt a lot before he just realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm like twice the size of DJ. I'm just going to throw him around. Um, but there are past fights here. You know, Faber hurt him in their second fight. There are past fights where he got hurt, but he could recover faster. He wasn't quite as – couldn't get caught quite as clean as he did by that head kick tonight. So he's had a history of, um, again – People could get him, but he could recover fast and, and, and just immediately get back into his own game plan. Now he's getting hit a lot, and it's taking just a little bit, uh, a little bit longer to recover. Or as 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 happened tonight, getting hit by a strike that he certainly he and nobody else at 135 I think um, could recover from if they got hit by it. So yeah, he looked he looked really good. Uh, One up on uh, all three judges' scorecards heading into the fourth, and um, the tide was certainly turning. I think Vera would have gone on to win a decision anyway, but up to that point. Dominic Cruz was doing just fine.
4: So, Marlon Veras, four wins in a row now. Davey Grant, unanimous decision. That was a crazy fight. Davey Grant gives everybody tough fights. Frankie Edgar, we all remember how that fight was going. The knockout was absolutely ridiculous. Rob Font, great win for him. And then this was the biggest win of his career, knocking off a former champion in Dominic Cruz. So... We have a, it's a mess right now, 135. It's it's not like a bad problem mess. It's a good problem mess. We have a lot of intrigue. We have a lot of contenders at 135. We have a title fight booked between Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw for UFC 280. We have Jose Aldo, Marab really getting ready to fight next week. On that same title fight card in October, we have Piotr Jan getting ready to fight Sean O'Malley. We have other interesting 35ers who are making their way up the ladder. So... Let me just say this. Let me just ask you this. I know it's hard to tell what's gonna happen. We have to wait for all these other things to happen, AK, but true or false, Marlon Vera's next fight will be for the UFC Bantamweight title. Uh I I don't
5: think so. I we, we said we said before, uh, this was asked a couple of times. We brought it up in the preview show and on the QA. Um you know, if he has a dominant five-round decision or at least convincing win over Cruz or gets that highlight reel finish, does he immediately jump to the front of the line? And I just don't think he has that level of popularity yet, and I don't know if he quite has – I mean, I think he has the resume, but it, again, there's a lot – 135 is so deep. Um, it does help that if Marab beats Jose Aldo, again, Marab very likely will not fight uh, Aljamain Sterling. But if Aldo beats Marab, I think he's ahead of uh, I think he's ahead of Cheeto Vera. We've said Sean O'Malley. If he beats Piotr Jan, is definitely ahead. So that's two names right there. If they get wins, if both those guys lose, it does kind of clear a path. But that's two ifs already. So if this is a yes or no question, my uh, there's a lot that has to fall into place for Marlon to defini- to definitely get the next title shot. And, and I'm saying no. I don't think that happens.
4: I also don't think it happens. And I have the matchup ready for on to the next one tomorrow for Marlon Vera. And I'm excited to get to get your reaction to this matchup, AK, but.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
4: Let's talk about this co-main event. I'm just going to let you go, AK. I'm just going to let you go because you were very high on this. You wanted to take a victory lap. David Onama taking on Nate Landwehr. The fight is absolutely ridiculous. It is bananas. And if you haven't seen it, there is not enough words that I can say into this microphone right now that will do it any kind of justice. You have to go back and watch this fight. It's just absolutely insane. But... Victory lap away, AK. Okay? Victory lap away. Pitultimate Fight Co-Main event, whatever you want to call it. That fight friggin' ruled and it was the fight of the night, even over the jazz. The 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 Jasmine's tonight.
1: Yeah, it was it was
5: uh, listen, it was at times super sloppy and like objectively terrible. Uh, <laughs> but but that's how some great fights are. Some great fights I, I mean we talk about, you know, one of the frontrunners for the fight of the year, uh Glover Teixeira and uh, Yuri Prochaska. Some of what we love about that fight is how many like pull your hair moments are like why are they going for that or how did he get caught by that and how is this guy not finished and why is this happening and 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 that's some of what we love about fighting right from from a technical standpoint that the uh haragi and uh, lucindo fight was way was definitely better um but boy you you you, that quality of that land where onama fight is something you cannot train for uh i think it was casey i think you said in our slack the best that like fighting exhausted is such an important skill to have in mma and that is something like Nate Landwehr can do to a T. He has just been through the wars. It, and and David Onama maybe someday will too. But Nate Landwehr has been through the wars that um, David Onama has not been through yet. There's really no way to train for fighting through that kind of adversity. You can spar a million rounds. It doesn't matter until you've actually done those. Until you've actually done that in a live fire setting, um, it, it, you're just not going to be able to do it. Anyone who's seen Nate Landwehr's fights, other than with Darren Elkins, and his fights before in M1 Global. He had like at least three of these kind of wars in M1 Global. Uh, I don't think he won all of them either, but he, he went the distance in them. That's how you pull off what he pulled off tonight, because he was probably KO'd in round one. I'm not sure how he came back. Uh, people said David Anama punched him so many times that he woke back up. It kind of looked like that. It was so messed up. But... I was really happy to see this fight deliver because even me, even my official prediction, um, both on the shows we did and in my uh, on MMAfight. was I thought Onama is probably going to get a first round finish, and, and my ult- my alternative to that was like, oh, but if it goes the distance, I mean, we're going to get a classic. I just didn't think that um, Landwehr would be able to survive. Somehow he did, and to credit to Onama as well. Listen, he survived a lot of stuff too. I mean, Landwehr was was threatening with submissions. He was landing some classic Nate train bombs. Uh, i don't even know if onama wanted to come out for the third round but he did and actually finished the fight pretty strong so it's gonna be a long time i think till you see a fight like this again though i guess i would have said the same thing about yuri and glover and and we just saw like the featherweight version of that so all i gotta tell people is listen when nate landwear is on a main card you gotta tune in the guy does not have boring fights he does not have boring fights he gets knocked out sometimes he ends up on on the other end of highlights but he does not have boring fights. So uh, yeah him credit to him and David Onama and uh, referee Mike Beltron for letting this insanity go on because uh, I don't even, I don't even know if he should have um, but he did and we got a closet for it.
4: <laughs> it's one of those fights that if you haven't seen it, you're gonna watch it and you're just gonna laugh out loud but cheer. and it's just it's just got a little bit of everything. Uh, great fight, clear fight of the night. Uh, the Yasmines had a tremendous featured bout. Uh, Haragi gets it done, unanimous decision. Uh, Lucindo, 20 years old, bright future ahead of her as well. I'm excited to see these two prospects develop at 115. Great performance from Azamat Mirzakhanov. This guy's going to be a problem. Wait to see this man wrestle on top of the striking that he has. That body shot was nasty. Uh, finishes Devin Clark. Priscilla Cachuera wasn't messing around. 65 seconds puts away Ariane Lipsky. And then Gerald Mearshart kicks off the main card with the sub, a clubbing sub, A Bruno Silva, good stuff. Real good stuff. And then the the prelims are good too. Angela Hill, Luby Godin has a great fight. Martin Budai, Lucas Bresky was interesting. Nina Nunes, happy trails. She retires after her win over Cynthia Calvillo. Mowgli Benitez, back on track, needed a win badly. Knocks out Charlie Onoveros. Some brutal ground and pound. Tyson Nam is back after about 19 months away. Man. Takes Ode Osborne's flying knee attempt, counter right hook knocks out Ode Osborne. Josh Quinlan should get the sportsmanship bonus of the night as well for that incredible knockout of Jason Witt. Could have been worse, but he was able to hold back and then the first fight Yusuf Salal got going in the 3rd round, majority draw against Damon Blackshear, and that was your card, AK. What 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 fight, which fighter that didn't get a bonus or anything like that stood out to you and impressed you the most oh, before you go to the Oh,
5: point? on a solid card like this, I mean there's 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 a lot of people you feel like could have gotten bonuses, but I thought the ones they picked were fine. If you're you're only going to pick one fight of the night, they should have just given out two. Why not just give out two fight of the night bonuses plus two performance bonuses? I don't know. Um, Because uh, uh, Harugi and Lucindo definitely should have got one. It was a really, really great fight and an awesome debut.
2: Um,
5: I think it was Cody Stamen on Twitter who said, like, that's the best debut fight I've ever seen. And uh, I'm sure we could find other examples. But, like, yeah, this was really strong for... Especially for two fighters who only one of them kind of has a track record with another, um, you know, notable promotion, Combate Global. So, uh, and even then, I didn't think the USD did a great job of promoting um, Yasmin Harigi's, uh debut. But uh, and and definitely uh, not Yasmin Lucindo, who I think was was barely mentioned. And of course, our own Guillermo Cruz, what a great uh, wrote a great piece on last year. So it, it could have been marketed better. And I think they could, because their failure to do so, they could have made up for that by giving them the fifty thousand dollars bonus. But whatever, there's a lot of people, and I don't know who's involved in this decision making. Um, so definitely would have given them a bonus. Otherwise, uh, I'm I'm pretty okay. Oh, I mean Josh Quinlan, one shot KO. I mean, holy crap! Like that was <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know how you choose between him and Tyson Nam. Both are great. Again, I say don't choose and just give it to them both. And freaking Gerald Muir shirt. He outstruck Bruno Silva. He outstruck him. And it's not, and it's not like Gerald Mearshart's a terrible striker, but Bruno, Blondado, that uh, standing in, and cracking people, that is your specialty. So, hey, perfect game plan by Gerald Mearshart and his team. They figured it. They solved his puzzle, outstruck him. It was not a lucky shot that set up the submission, outstruck him, hurt him on the feet, finished him in the third. It was It was masterful. So, yeah, they could have given bonuses to a lot more people. Again, all finishes should get bonuses, um, all fighters should get paid more. You know, we'll we'll say it every show if we have to. But come on now,
4: Gerald Mearshart floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. I mean, Amazing. he's slipping punches. This man's out here looking like freaking Floyd Mayweather. I thought that's he was crazy. asking for so much trouble. I thought like
5: I thought like he can't pull. I like he can't be just like slipping like <laughs> Anderson Silva matrix dodging punches. I'm like that's not gonna last. It worked. Some, some he did it enough that it worked.
4: Yep, that Christoph Jocko fight. Sent him down to South Florida, got his head off the center line, moving well, slipping punches. He's now four and one since the 17 second knockout against Hamza Shemaev. Everyone thought, thought there's no way this man could come back from that. And now we're seeing continued evolution in the game of GM3. Calls out Andre Petrosky. Didn't really call him out. He basically answered Petrosky's call out You want some? Come get some. Good stuff. Just classic, classic pro wrestling promo he will fight anyone good night of fights of course he, he will He will fight
5: anyone because like because for me i think Petrosky would be Petrosky had a really great has had a really great start to his uc career i consider him like behind mearshart in the rankings so he's just giving a guy i even actually and i had bruno silva behind him in the rankings those are two dangerous guys behind him in the rankings and gerald mearshart's just like yeah bring it on bring on i don't care i don't, I don't care about rankings i don't you know just give me exciting fights and he fought he fought Muradov. There was a time a lot of people did not want to fight Mahmoud Muradov, and then the guy was on like a what eighteen like nineteen fight win streak or something. And Joe Mishar's like, yeah, yeah, game Muradov, and he beat him. So smushed man. A fighter's fighter, absolutely a fighter's fighter.
4: Absolutely. All right, let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. By the way, if you want to check out what these fighters got paid, you can check it out on MAFighting.com because we got all those figures, because the event was in California. And God bless Andy Foster and the California State Athletic Commission for being open, disclosing that information, so you guys could see it for yourselves.
3: That's always a good thing, too. Uh, if fighters know how much other f- their, their other fighters are getting paid, then they have a better idea of their own value. So uh, good job, Mr. Foster. Um, got a, so first up, we got some trolls here and troll comments oh my god yeah can you just block and ban that guy just um whatever like i wish i could block and ban him from not. block and ban him from my life <laughs> All right. Love you um, too, Jen. oh i have to
5: i have to apologize to america uh i apologize <laughs> to america i was no, I uh yes no no not, not for <laughs> oh, the gen i don't apologize for the gen mishu stuff that i i'm doubling down on that no i was uh, i was saying before i thought that uh Cheeto Vera had said that Eric Nixick had sent him pictures for some reason before uh, in the press conference. He was talking about, and people people in the uh, comments were not so kindly correcting me, saying it was it was Jason Frillo, you idiots, and uh, they were right both about Jason Frillo and me being. That that
3: that wasn't a misspeak. You actually thought that Eric Nixick is just no. I thought
5: I I thought yeah, just randomly. I thought he had slid (laughs) slid into uh, Cheeto Vera. Thanks for thanks for helping me out on that one, (laughs) producer Casey.
4: Uh, Mike, I I mean, I thought uh, you were just I I thought you were just making a mistake too, but where are you, Mike? You're
5: my best friend this is this is uh where were you where were you on that one uh dipshit moment i feel i mean really i'm the dipshit (laughs) but uh anyway so thank you people for the rude corrections
3: uh sometimes i need to be slapped (laughs) around apparently but all right well i'll 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 go and put this up but i take it back now
1: no 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 yeah not
3: tonight (laughs) not tonight Not tonight no you gotta revoke
5: you gotta revoke the bonus the post show bonus
4: um
3: well since we talked about pay real quick um how the
4: hell is Cruise's purse only want hundred seventy five thousand?
3: Yeah. i have no idea no i know clue. that was know. that was kind of shockingly low for someone who we consider the goat of the bantamweight division you know but yeah um, i don't know that's um that's a that's hey you know what dominic cruz says he doesn't have a manager so uh <laughs>
5: maybe you have so you have to imagine you have to imagine that um he, you know, he probably was very happy with his contract when he was getting title fights. So this is his third, his third fight uh, in a row that wasn't a title fight. But I wonder if this was all—it's all part of a longer contract, like an eight-fight contract. Let's say that he signed um, when he was still champion. So at that point, it's like, oh, I'm getting pay per view. I'm winning fights. I'm getting that. So I'm getting double, you know, a lot of my um, double. And even if I'm not winning fights, I'm getting pay per view points from the Cejudo fight. I'm getting pay per view points from the Cody Garbrandt fight. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Then he loses the belt. Then he's just back down to his base pay uh probably not getting pay-per-view points i assume for casey kenny Pedro munoz fights then then suddenly it doesn't look that good anymore does it the, the contract doesn't look that great anymore but he probably signed this when he was champion so he's like oh great yeah pay-per-view points uh champions champions salary i'm killing it i'm killing it i'm not gonna lose the belt anytime soon what do i care
3: i don't know i saw an interview and dana white said that buyers are getting paid what they are getting paid yeah or I don't well know. listen
5: that's so. what this way, this way he deserves now he's not a champion anymore how can he work yeah. uh was it you was it you casey who said in our, our slack that uh gabriel benitez is made like a hundred thousand i think no it was a hundred but made a hundred someone mentioned that damon's mentioned a hundred yeah. i guess 50 plus 50
3: yeah that, that's how, yeah. That's how yeah. math works yes yeah
5: well, I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know if it was. Wow. Oh yeah. We, oh, let's all, let's all assume it's show and win, Casey, right? Because nobody gets paid just show, right? Right, Dick. Uh, so, <laughs> so it is. So it is show and win, then. <laughs> it's fifty. All right, guys. Let's be professional. oh my gosh so 50 50 to show 50 to show and then he did win 50 to win for Gabriel Benitez uh he is a veteran too but it is kind of weird to hear like Gabriel Gabriel Benitez made 100k with the win and uh Cruz only made 175 considering their sort of gap in star power but that is the UFC um pay system at work
3: you know got uh, actually a nice chunk of change tonight Angelino. Hey, So we I think so. We got 190. She walked her. home with 190 thousand dollars. I think is that what Woo. it was? Yeah, good for her. Good for her. Well and, done. Uh, Is that right? She, she, did I not see that right? Maybe I messed
5: that up. You are correct, sir. Yeah, ninety five, ninety five. Yeah. Nice. Um,
2: okay.
5: And good for her because again, she she missed out on a lot of win uh, win purses in uh, the last
3: few years. So yeah, so and and nice. just great fight. A uh, fight I wasn't expecting her to win and um she she uh, it was loopy that was doing the more strikes and angela hill that kind of i don't want to say grappling won her the fight but the just the mixing the martial arts won her that fight and um just a great performance and i don't think loopy lost too much i mean loopy obviously lost a half a paycheck but as far as her stock in the strawberry division i think it's still there and um angela hill definitely needed that fight definitely needed that win so big win for her um tonight um huge huge one yeah Ooh, let's talk about a bummer maybe
4: i mean she it was one of those things where i felt like the question is is cynthia calvio done in the ufc it's one of those questions where i was like nah i don't know but it all kind of depended on the performance and yeah she went the distance but man she looked real gun shy tonight she looked real gun shy and I kind of understand, because her last two fights, she got bolted by Jessica Andrade, real violent finish. Mm. And then her last fight was a very violent loss to Andrea Lee, like Mm. a really bad, brutal loss, where she had the fight had to be stopped on the stool because her face was just an absolute mess. So I understand, I guess, the gun shyness when you take two brutal finish losses like that in back-to-back fights, but nina Nunes isn't really like a big knockout puncher big knockout striker so you you felt like if any fight was going to kind of get you loose again this would be the one and she just didn't have it she just didn't have it i'm stunned a judge gave her or gave her a card even nina, even nina Nunes is like what? what the hell are you talking about yeah. um i didn't think there's any chance Cynthia the Calvillo won that third round but I think they will give her one more shot at 115, mm-hmm. but it ain't gonna be a, it ain't gonna be a fight that's gonna do her any favors. But what do you think, AK? Yeah,
5: has yeah. to be at 115. I, I don't think they have any interest in in. Um, she she gave flyweight a try, and she she faced some tough opponents at flyweight. Don't get me wrong; it's it's not like she's the worst fighter ever because she couldn't beat the the names that she fought at um, 125. She fought some really tough opponents, but. Um, it's obviously just not happening there, and Strawweight, I, I mean, I, I dropped down to Strawweight is not going to solve all her problems, but at least as far as making it sort of interesting for the UFC and kind of, you know, the, the give me one last chance fight at a new, you know, back at 115, if she can make it, no guarantees. It's a weight class she's missed, I want to say, I believe three times she's missed the 115 mark, so... um it could be it, it could be a tricky proposition, but that that is her best shot. Otherwise, uh, listen: there is a lot of strong. If she wants to stay at one twenty five, um, the UFC ends up uh, parting ways with her. There is a lot of other promotions out there with decent um, fly uh, women's flyweight divisions. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe she has to go that route. But um, I do think she should, if she can make a real commitment, is dropping back down to straw weight. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. All
4: right. Why can't they supply DC with the fan with enough batteries for a whole card? Oh man, yeah. So apparently everybody, <laughs> apparently it was uh it was very humid in San Diego. I think that was the the word that was most used on the entire broadcast.
3: Was it's, humid. it's been humid in Southern California for a few weeks. Un, un, uncharacteristically humid. Oof. So uh, it, yeah. So San Diego is about two hour drive south for here from here. So yeah, it is very humid, and that is an older arena. And I'm, I guess I'm pretty confident that the air conditioning in that arena was probably from the '70s, and it wasn't, it wasn't quite anticipating the um, the temperature rise of the world. So I don't think it could match the uh, the weather outside. Yeah, so uh, poor DC, <laughs>
4: poor DC. DC and Bisbang. yeah, not a not a great mm-hmm. prelim for those two guys. It was a little uncomfortable times, but. I thought they were better in the main card. They yeah, improved. We, we made it through. We made it through. Is Hargy the best Mexican prospect yet?
5: I, um, I, I don't think it's more so than Yair Rodriguez. I think Yair, Yair Rodriguez was
3: very, very hyped um, when he came or in. Or Moreno.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even Brandon Moreno. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, Alexa Grasso was supposed to be the co main event. Yeah. I here, know so we, we have Grasso. Um, Aldana is, Aldana's fighting soon, right? Is she fighting soon? Macy Shazon, that's coming. Is that next week? That's not next week, is it? Is that next week's card? Oh, yeah. But regardless, um, she's a great Mexican prospect. Um, um, where's the, she's not from Tijuana, though, right? I think she is from Tijuana. Oh, yeah, she actually is from Tijuana. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So um, that's just exciting. Do you, okay. The UFC needs to get have another card soon somewhere in Mexico, right? Yeah, it, it they've seems got the like names for it, they've got like, the names for it. Yeah, like it's just they just need it. I mean, the crowd was awesome. Um, even like, um, I was down, uh, I was down in TJ about a month ago and just going through, I, saw, I, went, I drove by just, just randomly random streets. I drove by two um, jujitsu gyms in TJ. I'm like, whoa, it's just like I was just, got, I mean, I saw more, I saw more MMA gyms than I saw boxing gyms when I was in Mexico. Maybe I was just, maybe my eyes were just looking for that, you know, the kind of like we, whenever, you, whatever car you're driving, you seem to see that car everywhere. Maybe you're just looking for it, but I did see more MMA gyms and um, Tijuana. Uh, so, yeah, it's a it's an exciting time for uh, Mexican MMA. Uh, what do we got here? <laughs> Is she the best? I don't know,
4: but she's exactly. really good. Yeah. If Josh Quinlan hits follow-up shots, <laughs> I think he would have had a better shot at a bonus? Probably not, but I understand the question.
5: Um, yeah, I wish I, I, I would think his, his his pulling back is his pulling back is what should have got on bonus. I love that. Yeah. I love that he like went in and was like, yeah, to pull that punch. He could have thrown his own shoulder out. He could have damaged himself.
3: Yeah, I don't know how he did that. Him that him was on. like because he was right. Like, it was whoever uh, Mr. Witt's family needs to send uh, Josh Quinlan a thank you card or yes. only only knocking their only knocking out Jason uh once that was that I was that, was that was now yeah I know I know we kind of talked about Jason Witt's, you no know, may is his chin not the best but he got hit with such a hard shot Whew. boy I hope, I hope I hope he's okay I hope he's okay uh, uh, no. do you think
4: Bresky should have won or did I listen to too too much to the commentators yeah it was a weird one wasn't it Bresky was looking like like a flyweight, the volume he was <laughs> yeah. throwing, but he did he did definitely slow down the second half of that fight. Ak, I thought anyway. He so did. Boudet yeah. was la- Boudet, excuse me, was landing some some good shots. He was definitely landing the more impactful shots, but like early on, Rescue was looking he was looking real good. I mean, he was, I think he landed like fifty something strikes in the first round something crazy like that yeah I, I don't
5: think it's crazy at all if you thought that um Bresky won the fight uh it's i don't want i i i, say, I wish i was watching a little bit closer to tell you whether like i thought oh, it was wait. a robbery or not where, they, where the comments um, are. i'm probably leaning towards not robbery but i mean looking at mma decisions oh it's a robbery a if you go by mma decisions
3: <laughs> i believe this is
5: there there is one score for martin budai twenty nine twenty eight. And then there's what looks to be at least 11, 12 13. media scores,
3: 13, yeah. thank you, Casey, uh, media scores for uh, Bresky. So, And 92%, I'm no, sorry, 90% of the fans had Bresky winning too, and they don't know yeah. anything and they don't know so, yeah, It's yeah. tough
5: because because Budai's output just wasn't very high. It just wasn't very high and uh the argument for him would be that I guess he landed the more damaging shots, but man, it's not like he had like Brescia had like super in trouble. He did hurt he did yeah. clearly hurt him a few times Don't doing around there. He landed some really good shots in there. If you're if you're just saying like, "Oh, the top the top 10 hardest punches of the fight." Yeah, Budai probably had like 7 of them. But man, he didn't land like just Brescia was landing a lot more. But he did tire out. So I, again, I don't think the worst the worst score. Um, but it does, if you're Bresky, I'm surprised there wasn't a little more complaining on his side. He seemed kind of like, you know, annoyed, but not like, okay, he just kind of like walked it off. But I'm amazed there wasn't a little more of a, a protest.
4: Bresky, I landed him in every single round 41 25 in round one, 43 19 <clears> in <throat> round two, 34 22 in round three. But yeah, ex- the tide was turning a little bit in round three. Yeah. But stats, those are stats. Brecht. Stats, right? What does stats mean? What does stats mean? Means yeah. nothing.
3: <laughs> that's that all right what we got here uh what I ah, it? just saw the question uh I lost the question but uh, oh just more of a comment and I think this is fair and we were kind of criticizing DC but I think during the main event I felt DC you know and even with his relationship of Dom, Dominic cruz i thought i i didn't I didn't get any of that sense i felt DC i felt DC did a, actually a pretty good job um breaking down the fight while it was happening.
5: Oh wait, I thought he was talk I thought he was talking about Dominic Cruz in the question. I thought he was saying I thought Dominic Cruz did well oh. during the minute. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, don't you. know. I, I, you. I don't know. I don't know. I swear, I don't know. I can't
4: <laughs> Mike, I don't know. <laughs> um no. Oh yes, I thought I thought I thought Bisbing and DC were really bad early and then they got better as the main card went on. They must have got like some kind of talking to. Like yeah, I don't know how you could listen to that broadcast and I'd not be like, "Come on!" Like I compared it to the beginning of Pee Wee's Big Adventure with Francis yeah. and Pee Wee Herman arguing over the bike. Like every single thing, it was like, "Oh yeah, well I landed seven punches. Oh yeah, well I landed eight punches." It was just back and forth bickering. Just it was like two brothers just over and over in the back seat of a freaking minivan. During a family vacation, yeah. it was just brutal to listen to. And then they finally got cooking in the main card. And yeah, I thought they did They did much better in the main event. And I thought they were great in the co main event because there was just, yeah. they reacted like I was, just laughing yeah. hysterically. At like, I can't it. Was, wasn't, wasn't too much to break around.
3: down. It was just a ridiculous fight, basically. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, but, but going back to DC and business, I think a lot of it has to do with just their. Um, they're uh what's the word i'm looking for it there's they just don't know those fighters and i don't maybe dom's kind of onto something they just don't do enough research on those early people and mm-hmm. obviously like the top that co-main event was freaking awesome the uh the two y- the yasmin versus yasmin fight was just awesome so you really can't mess that one up and in the main event they just know those fighters so well b- both because of the ranking and just i think just the uh friendships they have behind the scenes they just did a good job on it so uh yeah the more invested they're in the fight it's better but yeah as far as the prelims they're just, they just seem very unaware of what was going on yep cool uh ooh. anything <laughs> else um sorry my ears we, ear t- t- we can take out. a couple more yeah i got a couple more uh all right here we go it's an interesting question do oh, you guys ralph Madrid? do you guys
4: think it's time for dom cruz to start thinking about retirement and not get to the point where it can affect his legacy. I mean, I don't know how you felt about this, AK. But did you end that? The did you end the night thinking, man, maybe Dom, maybe Dana White needs to have that conversation with Dominick Cruz. I don't. I, I didn't really feel that way. But what did you think?
5: I don't think he has to have a conversation. I I, I think, like we said, she seemed to be fighting fine, but. He just has—he has a ton of mileage on him. He's been fighting since he was pretty young. He's been fighting at a high level mm-hmm. since forever. Since I don't even know what his it. like seventh, eighth pro fight. He's been fighting against you know people with Wikipedia entries. However you want to gauge you know what is a, a high quality MMA competition. But however you want to gauge it, he's been fighting high quality MMA competition for the better part of well over a decade. Um, and again, we, we we say for the most you know a lot of people. Like when they say why he's been fighting for so long, it's like, oh, he's avoided damage, avoid damage. That's true. But think about all the camps he's been in, all the rehab from injuries. Like it's the stuff, all the stuff in between, all the travel, all the work he does in between. You know, he's, he's again, he's an analyst for the UFC now. He's done a lot of traveling, um, not even to fight, not even to train, just to, just to, in his work for the UFC, right? Uh, this stuff, it all takes its toll on you. And he's getting older and older and older. I think we said 36, 37 next month. Um, and again, not thirty-seven, uh, you know, years like this guy, where I've like I've never been in a real fight in my entire life. Thirty-seven years where this guy's been fighting and sparring and training and wearing, just wearing everything down in his body, and it just adds up. So, whether you think his chin is gone or not, it doesn't really matter. It's it's it cannot be what it was five years ago. It has to be worse. And in that sense, there's the health aspects. I will say, I I don't think any fighter should take their legacy into account when deciding whether they should retire or not that's legacy is obviously if you're a fighter you want to have this amazing flawless legacy everyone wants to go on a high note you never want to have that slump like like bj penn has had um you, you never want to you don't want to go it that way but if you're a fighter you really cannot worry about that you cannot worry about your legacy um that that is for fans that is for maybe i don't know other people who know you if you're fighting you think your health your health your money and also just like, do you still want to do it? Do you still enjoy doing it? Because once you stop, yeah, it's MMA. You can kind of always come back um, in some capacity. But really, once you stop doing something at the highest level, and this doesn't just go for MMA, this goes for any sport. You never get to go back to that world again. You know, I, I always bring up Kobe Bryant as an example. Not one of my favorite players, but a guy who played for a long, 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 long time and near the end was like battling injuries, but But that's a guy who knew that, like, once I stop, once I I say I'm done with the NBA, I don't get to play an NBA game ever again. I can go play pickup basketball. Maybe I can do a, a play in a pro league overseas or something. Who knows? You know, there's other options, but I never get to do it at the highest, highest level that I'm used to. And that's the same with Dominic Cruz. It's like, even if he came, let's say, even if he retired and came back in like two or three years, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be in that mode that he's in now, which is just this prime mode of, of competition and training and focus. It, it wouldn't be the same. So once you exit that, you can't go back. And that's, I think, the thing he's going to consider the most, not legacy, even though for us as fans, yeah, we'd love, to see, um, we'd love to see him go up now instead of on three, four, five straight losses, something like that.
3: I think it just has to do with what Dom thinks of is legacy important. And how much legacy – his legacy is going to affect his his income for the rest of his life. Um, like, there's like, – like, if he does this again and say he loses four more fights, he gets knocked out bad, then, like, we're going to kind of forget how great he was. And it's slightly different, but I almost think of, like, Hinnon Burrell. Hinn and Burrell was – there were talk about Hinnon Morale being one, the best ever. But now we, we barely talk about who – we. I bet new fans who came into the sport maybe the last three or four years have no idea who Brow even is. And he was such a dominant fixture in the Bantamweight division. But once he lost to TJ, his he just continued to lose over and over. And say like he lost once to TJ, he may have, they just retired. We There'll be still conversations about him, but he went on to lose like six fights in a row bad. So his legacy is completely ruined. And... You know, in all these fights, all these fighters, they use that legacy for future seminars, future autograph sessions, fan expos, you know, making DVDs of, you know, how to do guillotines, you know, those things matter. So it's really up to Dominic Cruz and how, how he just wants, how he looks at it. And also, is he okay with not being the best or not even, not even thinking he's, he can be the best. Is he okay going, well, if I can just compete with these kids, you know as a guy in my upper thirties, that's good enough for me. Is he okay? Like, like whatever, like I think of like, say like someone like, I, I don't follow sports too much, but I, I used to love a You know, he finished out his career on the Toronto Raptors on the bench. Magical. And, yeah. And, um, and I guess, you know, in those fights, we don't get punched in the face. It's a little different, but how is Dom going to, can Dom just be, you know, a guy on the roster? Is he, is other uh, egos able to take that? I don't know. Does the UFC even want that him being, you know, a commentator? That's a little different, too. So, um that's for Dom to answer, um to ask himself an answer. Um but Dom looked good tonight. He didn't suck. He 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 just lost to freaking the one of the hottest bantamweights in the world right now. You know, he lost to a guy with, with, a, with a with a a non-human chin. You know what I mean? Like so like I, I, I put Dom against someone outside of the top well in the back end of the top 10 rather than like maybe one of the hottest bantamweights weights in the world right now i think maybe we'll have a better answer it's it's it's, it's, it's but i think it's a very fair question because that's that was a bad knockout and it's one of those knockouts that it's hard to it's it's gonna be hard it's hard it's gonna be hard to get that mental image out of our mind yeah
5: first you time know? we've ever seen him knocked out like cold like that
3: yeah. We've like when,
5: never seen We've never seen that
3: before. When we saw Anderson get knocked out by uh, I know it's not the same thing, but we, got, we saw Anderson get knocked out by Weidman, mm-hmm. It was just like that mental image was never there. And then we saw nope. we're like, Oh, it turns out you're human, you know. So you know, that's just uh that's a question for him. Yeah. Uh agreed. I think we're good. I any, yeah, anything else you want to add? What a sombre note to
5: end on. How great was how great was that Onama Landware fight? My <laughs> yeah, goodness. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I, it I was crazy. Listen,
5: I want Landwir. I, I keep leaving Onama out Onama was amazing in this fight as well, yeah. by the way. But but Landware for me again is the guy who's had like sort of the track record of these insane fights. I want him to be at some point, if if his health permitting, he should be mentioned along the like and not as he's not as high ranked as these guys and may never get there. I, he, should be, he belongs in this conversation with the Vicente Luques, the Justin Gaethjes, the guys who, like, you see a name, you see his name on a main card, you get super excited. I am not joking. That is, like, that is the level for me that this guy is at. Um, maybe I'm getting ahead of it, but I hope I hope that that is the respect he earns over the next couple of years if he's able to stick around the UFC, string together just enough wins put together just you know exciting performances and again uh, stay alive stay alive Nate Landwehr. stay alive stay alive I don't know how many I don't know how many of these fights he can go to to be honest like I said he did, he was doing this before the UFC so I don't know how many of these he has left in him but hopefully enough that people recognize that yes he is pound for pound one of the most exciting guys in all of MMA it's crazy
3: I like someone called him the non-problematic Mike Perry <laughs> yeah
5: yeah <laughs> He is just—he's just 100% Tennessee, and if you have a problem with that, then listen—that's
4: your own oh, thing. All right. Yeah, you got it. There you all go. you right. Right, get the music. AKLC see you in the morning. We will do some matchmaking. I'm very excited to uh, reveal my match—my matchup for uh, for Cheeto tomorrow. Oh. Very excited. Very excited to reveal this. Uh, and who knows? Maybe maybe a good idea or two for Mr. Cruz as well. Uh, but that's on, on to the next one, which we'll record tomorrow. And then you'll find it on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. But until then, for AK, for EKC, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed the card. I know I did. Good night, everyone. Oh,
5: I ran a poll. Who was the biggest star of UC San Diego? Chita Vera,
3: 71%. Happy birthday, AK. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry,
4: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.